0: Yeah! yeah. Hello welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We can listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Springer, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Cephas, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy?
1: Alright, alright, Bo Cephas, here we go. NFL starts this week, baby, and I am fired up. We're also coming off our first full weekend of college football that saw us go seven and seven, which to me, Bo Cephas, is kind of like a tie and kissing your sister, as they say. Now, I know what everybody's thinking here. Old Longhorn is going to make a joke about kissing <laughs> Bo <both Cephas's> sisters. <laughs> well, I, I will have you sweet, sweet seekers know that Longhorn is far more sophisticated and highbrow. Than to stoop to that level. I'm just kidding, Vos man. I love kissing your sisters. Woo! <laughs> it's the best. <band. laughs> now, whether you are here for the funny.
0: It's a quest for fun. I'm gonna have fun, and you're gonna have fun. We're all gonna have so much fucking fun, we'll need
1: plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling Symphony Doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness, look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. My apologies, Mr. President, I'll do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I
2: have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come
1: in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill. By now, we will make you laugh. We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money.
0: Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! Now,
1: since we are that good and people do love us, we have an additional show in collaboration with 105.3, the fan in Dallas, called the Football 401K with world famous RJ Choppy. Hey Chop, tell the people how excited you are to spend another year with FGH. Well, they're a to the tough. This has been the worst experience of my life. Kill me. And coming this week, FGH will be making its highly anticipated debut on the one, the only, DallasCowboys.com. Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always. Right here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now, it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, fucking disgusting, cold beer, yep! Choice of the week!
0: Well, thank you very much, sir, sir. Tonight, I am drinking Innis & Gun Original Scottish Ale. It is from Innis & Gun Brewery in Edinburgh, Scotland. It is an excellent beer. I rated 3.75 out of 5 stars on my beer hat. And Longhorn, mm-hmm. it reminds me of the time that I uh-huh. was uh, on a singles cruise some years ago. Yeah. And ended up uh, partying with some lovely ladies from Scotland. And I ended up mm-hmm. actually having a really in-depth conversation about imports and exports. Uh, Doubt it. You know. Doubt it. And let's just say that I imported and exported enough american goods uh, that <laughs> night with that lovely young lass to start my own village there in the old country uh-huh. quite frankly it's why i've really never visited that beautiful island because i don't want to know how many sheep that i actually owe and back child support to that oh. bonnie lass so oh my god uh, you know good on you though scotland yeah Did you get, get a little while in the farmlands there buddy well, you know, when you when you start uh, doing diplomatic trades, you know things do happen, mm-hmm. especially at two o'clock in the morning. That's all I'll say. Maybe that's how our trade system's so fucked up. I don't know. I don't do politics, but you know, I do do single cruises with single ladies. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're gonna get into the podcast, and we're gonna go over this week. We're bringing back the good, the bad, and the hard. You yeah. fucking heading me. We're going over all, and I mean all. The games in the air tonight in the NFL. It is week one, baby. We're going to make you some fucking money. We got free picks to do that. We got premium picks to do that. But right now, before you get paid, we got to get paid. And to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by fartstuffer.com. Are you having problems with flatulence? Is your balloon not leaking out air biscuits without your consent? Are your ass acoustics a fit for symphony hall? Is your kid's favorite bedtime story, Horton, here's a poo? Well, then you need to call our friends at FartStuffer.com. The scientists at FartStuffer.com have perfected a formula to silence your anus applause for good. All you need is one 600 milligram pill a day of their fanny frog killing medicine, and your butt trumpet will be silenced. FartStuffer.com gets rid of all types of turtle burps, including, but not limited to, the tickle fart. The thank God I'm alone fart. Splatter fart. Barn owl fart. owl fart. Skillsoft fart. And many more can all be cured by FartStuffer.com. Call today and mention our code word Glory Hole for 10% off their and Spider Fighter formula. That's code word Glory Hole for 10% off their services one more time. FartStuffer.com, code word Glory Hole. Well, word I got to tell you, uh, usually you give the testimonials about our fantastic sponsors <laughs> here, buddy, but I'll take it this week on the FartStuffer.com. Uh, yeah, I use this product regularly because if I don't, I generally do clear out, you know, church pews, uh, banks, uh, generally anywhere, elevators, anywhere there is tight public uh, confines, airplanes. I know it's not proper to do on an airplane, but you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So Mm -hmm. I do use Mm -hmm. this product. It has helped me immensely. Uh, I don't uh, get in nearly as many uh, arguments with old ladies in public anymore. And you know I don't offend so many of the young ladies either, so I do appreciate their product, and they've helped me—they've helped me in my life immensely. So thank you, fartstuffer.com, for uh, turning my gas problem, you know, around.
1: Yeah, two things, real quick. You don't have to do it. Nobody has to fart on a plane. That's, that's <laughs> not. not no, there's nobody forcing it out of you. That's number one. Number two is you have always been a huge fan of anything in or around your anus area so that doesn't shock me at all <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for the good oh that's good
2: that's good well that's just fucking great that's just fucking great the bad this is bad this is bad
0: well that's fucking not good and the are you fucking kidding me
2: are you fucking kidding me are you fucking kidding me
0: god damn it are you fucking with me all right boys and girls it's been a while but it is the good the bad and the are Are you fucking kidding me and as always we start off with the good and the good last week was we had app state minus nine and a half Over East Carolina, they won thirty-three to nineteen. Utter domination from the Mountain People. A big win to start the year. It wasn't even as close as that uh, score. So big win on App State. Good for us.
1: Yeah, it was really just real quick. uh, It's so good to hear that intro to this uh, to this segment. That is that is some sweet, fantastic. Uh, work that we have there and then number two i'll also can i can, can i add a little uh win here i usually don't do this but let me just add a real quick one college football won last weekend people like if you didn't see the videos of the wisconsin um jump around in the stands or the Inter sandman that that virginia tech does or or even the chop and the and the somehow they get away with doing the indian chant at florida state games i don't know how that's still allowed <laughs> but regardless of that a hundred thousand people going fucking nuts in these stadiums again god bless the young people of this country and god bless college football is back
0: fuck yes it was a, such an amazing scene all around the country and yes god bless you young people going to football games supporting your university that's what you're there in college to do you pay all that fucking money Go have some goddamn fun on Saturday and support your fucking football teams. That's what I'm talking about. Now, moving on to the bad, which we always have, because we always tell ourselves, because we are the most honest handicappers you are ever going to fucking meet. The bad. uh, Yeah, it's going to be Navy plus two and a half versus Marshall. Mm. Uh, We thought they had a chance to actually win that game. They lost by 42 points. What? Uh, Oh.
1: I thought 42 they had
0: a chance. Yeah. I thought they were in it. Narrowly missed it there at the end. Yeah, they had a chance there at the end to cut it to about 37 didn't happen. Anyway, that is kind of lost that happens <laughs> in week one of college football. There's all kinds of variances in the data and that's just one of them. So, that was definitely our bad of the week. Re- remind me who who was Navy
1: uh playing? Who was it? I forgot already.
0: Was it the Thundering Marshall? Herd of Marshall? Yeah.
1: Yeah, clearly Marshall was running it up. I mean, that's the only reason we lost that game. That's just what... Who runs it up on a on a
0: military school like that? Just have some class, Marshall. God. I mean, the week before 9-11, too. The 20th anniversary. Right. I mean, how do you even yeah, get shame, away with that? Jesus. Shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the RU Fire Kennedy? Oh, yeah. And our inaugural... A word. Goes to. Uh, Notre Dame. It seems like they get it a lot. I don't know why. they just seems like they get it a lot. But anyway, <laughs> minus seven and a half on Sunday, the standalone game. They're up by 18 entering the fourth quarter. The Florida State backup quarterback comes in because of injury. Not because, I mean, the, the starter sucked ass, but that's not why they pulled him. He comes in because of injury. Yeah, they go on to score 18 unanswered points take it to overtime, and we are sunk. Now, that's bad enough came of a beat. in because the helmet. What?
1: Didn't he come in because the helmet came off, and then they just kind of left him in there?
0: Nah, the kid got a little bit in. He got a little bit banged up, and after he let the first touchdown drive, I think they just left him in there. But oh, okay. That's bad enough of a beat, if you actually watch that game. <clears throat> but if you actually watch the game... The Notre Dame coaching staff should be taking a lot more heat than they are, and they're not taking heat from anybody in the country, and I don't understand it. Florida State starting quarterback was awful. He couldn't complete a pass, and yet they kept putting pressure on him, playing seeing high safety, and giving him at least 50-50 balls with the good athletes they have in Florida State. And, of course, they won a couple of them. You know, Notre Dame lost them, but every time they played coverage, the kid scrambled for no reason at all, and he threw interceptions. So, Notre Dame should have been up by 30 heading to the fourth quarter. And those lucky scores of a backup quarterback, however it would have happened if it had just got put in just because the game was out of reach, and they they weren't prepared for this kid, they wouldn't have mattered. We still would have scored. So, fuck you, Brian Kelly, is my main message of this fucking game. Fuck you. (laughs) I'll I'll just leave it there. Maybe you should be executed, you fat, fucking, red-faced Irish fuck. How about that? How about that?
1: Are you kidding me? In full in mid season form. Mid season form, baby. Stay <laughs> What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse oh. me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening.
0: It's time for all those winds coming in the air tonight, baby! It is time for Week 1 NFL in the air tonight, baby. I could not be more fucking excited. It is fucking go time. We've been waiting all preseason. It is time to go. Now, I will preface this with this. We are recording this at a time where I'm not sure that we'll have this out before the Tampa Bay and Dallas game on Thursday. So, what I'll say about that game is I'm excited to see that game uh, it's not a game we're going to be playing anyway. That's why we're not going to make a big deal about it. Just because there's so many unknowns with the health situation for Dak and Zach Martin and etc. The line is moving all over the place. I see it at eight. I see it at eight and a half. I see it back dra- drifting back down to seven and a half. It's all over the board. It's one of those uh, kind of pass games for me, Longhorn. I think you feel the same. So we're going to skip right on past that one. and Just be excited to watch some football tomorrow night. Uh, If we do end up making a play at all, we will obviously send it out to the clients, so that's why it pays to sign up, boys and girls, but for now, we're going to start off with those Buffalo Bills, and they are hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers, and right now, they are six and a half point consensus home favorites. Mm -mm -mm. Six
1: and a half points, my goodness. Bo Sivas, is it possible to have a trap game in Week One? I mean, if there is, then this has got to be it. Buff Buffalo is the off-season darling. I mean, hell, I even picked them. You know, we did our little preseason stuff to win it all, so I, I fall guilty of that too. Um, Pittsburgh has been under the radar and disregarded for most of the preseason, just which is exactly where Pittsburgh likes to be. It's their thriving. Uh, position historically, it's a sweet spot for them. Um, so, with, you know, with that said, I I'm, I would tend to lean to Pittsburgh and, and those points here. You got Fat Ben; he's gonna he's gonna be at his healthiest all year in this game, very first game. And you know, if those young offensive linemen, which this is the this is the question mark, this is what gives me pause. Uh, if those young offensive linemen for Pittsburgh, if they can be close to what they were in the preseason, then then this is an absolute smash spot for pittsburgh because uh, it's really their only true weakness on the pittsburgh team and if and if later in the year that that line turns out to be serv- a serviceable unit well then this game would have probably gone off at more of that three range maybe three and a half so to me the bottom line is you're getting great value here on pittsburgh i would lean that way big uh, week one number so i gotta lean to pittsburgh both teams what do the computers say
0: yeah, they're with you, man. Uh, you know, not only do you have pit or Buffalo win at all, I have Buffalo going to the Super Bowl myself. So it's not like we're not high on Buffalo. We we're sipping the Kool Aid. We're drinking everything they got to give us. Uh, we're not mm-hmm. expecting, you know, the big regression from Josh Allen. Uh, but all that said, six and a half points to a team that was eleven and zero, and I know they stumbled down the stretch. But like you said. When they were healthy, when they weren't worn out before the injuries and before Big Ben's big fat body took a toll on him, they were a really good football team last year. So, how are, how are you gonna lay six and a half points to that team? Seems a little rich. And like you said, this is Tomlin's favorite spot to be. Us versus the world is when he does his best, very best work. Actually, oh, yeah. so I don't yep. see any other way to play this except. And and again, the number is enticing you to take buffalo right you're not even laying seven. Oh, oh you're not only seven big ben he's fat he's old pittsburgh sucks mm-hmm. but you know even at six and a half it's not the best number for a dog but for a live dog which i think pittsburgh is man i, I really love this spot for them
1: yeah i don't see any way it gets to
0: seven i, I just really don't no it's been six and a half forever yeah. All right, moving on. We're gonna go to Carolina, and those Panthers are yeah. a consensus right now five point, and it is dropping hard. I saw it up at a five and a half, but right now consensus five. I see it four and a all the way across the board. So it's going that way. They're hosting the New York Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> yeah, so. The
1: theme of this week for me on this podcast, because it's week one, we don't have, you know, a huge database of numbers to, to back us up tremendously. We have, you know, you've got plenty of numbers, historical numbers, and, and your your algorithms that can carry over. But week one's a little difficult. I like to stay away from the unknowns. So you'll hear me say that several times during this podcast. Like, if, if we got double uncertainties, then that, that pushes me away from most of these games. Um, now, in this one, this is the Sam, this is Sam Darnold Bowl. So... You know, I'm inclined to take those four and a half points. When I first looked at this game, I was like, oh, four and a half, five points. wherever you say it's at? That my initial reaction is to take that. But the more I looked at it, it feels like a square ass dog. uh, And I don't want to get caught in that trap. Darnold has a lot to prove here this year. And he has particularly a lot to prove to his former team. And he would love nothing more than to stick it to his former team right here in week one. Now, the Jets have maybe the worst back seven in all of football. So this this might be the worst back seven that Darnold faces all year long. And on top of that, they're lacking a pass rush. So like I talked about in the preseason podcast, Carolina, their, their huge weakness is that offensive line and their ability to ability to protect Darnold. However, in this spot, they, this might not be the spot that, that affects that the most. And with that said... Dardo has the weapons to absolutely destroy this back seven. Um, I think Matt. Ca- I think McCaffrey is just going to eat up all day long on the outside on the, on the little screen passes, dump offs. He's going to have his way with that. Um, the number feels pretty much right to me. It's kind of gone up and down, like you said. I don't. It, it, it's kind of in that no man's land there at five points. So I. I don't have a strong lean. Um, but if I was forced to, I would pr- honestly, now I would probably lay the points. Mostly, because What do you got?
0: Yeah. So at that number, it is exactly a zero Delta, uh, <laughs> according wow. to our preseason algorithm. So it is right on the number. Vegas has got this one nailed. Uh, here's what I'll say about the game. I'm going to lean with you because Carolina is not going to be a good football team. I think we established that for our, in our preseason power rankings, and what we predicted for them for a team. However, obviously the Jets aren't going to be a good football team either. And just like a lot of week one games, people are going to look good that aren't that great. And people are going to look great or people are going to look bad that aren't that bad. And I think this is the week that Sam Darnold looks really, really good. And he's got all the headlines coming. He's like, oh, look what they got. They got rid of this guy. Look how he played. Look how they look. Blah, 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 blah. It's going to be on Sports Center. It's going to be on those you know, fucking narratives. And what I love about it is we're going to get two-fold value on this. We're going to get Carolina gets a little overrated right after this game, but the Jets are going to get too far underrated, I think, after this game, too, <laughs> if it goes the way I think it's going to go. And we're going to look to make some money on the Jets in upcoming weeks. Yeah, so that, the week two is bounce back week for baby. sure. Yeah, big time. And we'll go over there. Well, actually, we'll go over actually in, the, in this next game. I'll mention that in just a second. But we'll move on to Houston. That's Houston with an H. Uh, they are hosting Jacksonville, and somehow Longhorn, they are three point dogs at home to Jacksonville and the new big thing, Goldilocks.
1: Yeah, baby. Here, this is the game, Bocephus. This is why we're the Sharps, okay? This is why we're on this side of the table. We've had this game circled all offseason long. It is disgusting. It is gross. Nobody in the fucking country wants to take Houston and all the negative baggage that they've had all year long. Nobody wants them, which is exactly why we're on them. I love the Houston plus three. You've loved the Houston plus three. We've we've circled it all off season long. Um, You know, we can talk about the new, the rookie quarterback on the road for a start. You got a brand new coach for for, um, Jacksonville on the road. You know, in a perfect world, would I have liked to see see Jacksonville perform better in the preseason to maybe tick this up to three and a hook? Yeah, that'd have been great. But at three, I, I do love it um you know give me give me those points versus a rookie making his first career start on the road uh you know Houston's gonna be terrible just like you just said Houston is gonna be terrible but this is a chance for them to bury all that offseason noise in week one and and possibly get a win um in a matter of fact you know what It's week one. Let's have a little fun. Bo Sivas, hit that sounder. Let's get the home dog at three to win outright against Jacksonville. They're going
0: to win this game. Take the three.
1: You probably won't need it. Let's go, baby.
0: I fucking love it. Yeah. Uh, This line is off by three with all things being equal. And what I mean by that is, you know, not week one on the road in your first NFL start. That's not all things being equal. I mean, like in week eight, This game would be a pickle, but for now, we're getting three points at home versus a rookie road starter, and I pulled this stat. I did some research on it, so number one overall picks, which Trevor Lawrence is, Mm -hmm. are 5-20-1 straight up in their first starts at QB. That's 20% winning trend straight up. Oh, yeah. So we don't bet outliers, right? We bet on trend lines and numbers, and what's the best, you know, prediction of what's going to happen. That's the worst prediction. Of what's going to happen now? Jacksonville might come out and win the game. Great, but that's betting on a twenty percent win probability. That's not the way to go. It's hard enough to make money in this business. Betting with the numbers and betting with the data, you don't really want to bet against it. It's just it's not it's not historically the best thing to do. Now, yes, Houston is going to be terrible. They're literally the worst team in the NFL. They've got their power ranking. We got them set exactly where we had Jacksonville coming into last year, who ended up being the worst team in the NFL. So I think we're pretty good at identifying that. Now, but Houston might win one game all year. And if they do, <laughs> I think this is the one right? Uh, Just like Jacksonville last year, we told you to take them plus seven, even though they were going to be terrible yeah. and they won. Now we didn't say they were going to win. We didn't hit the sounder on that in, in no. uh, all honesty, but we did. That wasn't, that was a true play uh, for our clients yeah. and they did. They actually won. Obviously they covered, but here's what I want to say. And this, I'll bring up the week one overreaction part here. This is a great example of it. So in week one, what you don't want to do after this is all over is, don't overreact because the market is going to do that for you. And again, the best example I can give is last year, week one, Jacksonville hosting Indianapolis. Their seven-point home dogs, they win outright. So, Indy was severely downgraded after that because they lost to what was perceived as to be the worst team in the NFL, which they were the worst team in the NFL. But because of the severe market downgrade, because the public drives that, Vegas could not properly price Indy. So for the next three weeks, Indy covered the next three straight games by a combined 34.5 points over the ATS expectations. So not 34.5 points they win by. They won by 34.5 points over the fact they were favored in every game anyway. So in other words, they beat Vegas' ass by over 10 points a game because the public saw them lose week one to the worst team in football. And on the flip side of that, Jacksonville, they did cover in week two. So they covered first two weeks. They became the public, you know, dog darling. They didn't cover another game for six weeks. (laughs) Longhorn after that, not six (laughs) weeks. So good. That's why you don't overreact to week one. The market's going to do that for you. Stay true to, you know, whatever your power rankings are, whatever, you know, thing that you think about teams or you just, you know, do what we tell you to do, which is the smartest thing to do. Either way, week 1 is such a just a gambit of you know, haves and haves nots, but anything can happen because hope springs eternal and that is what's going to happen in this game. I believe that you're right. I believe Houston's going to win this game. I think it's probably one of maybe two games they win all year, but this is one of them, baby, and <laughs> I like Houston. Let's go, Texans. And and real quick I should probably say we have new listeners
1: all the time and sp- specifically this year we've had a shit ton of new listeners. It, when I hit when I hit the sounder, when you hear that sounder, that is a uh, that is a underdog straight up winner. So, you know, Houston falls in that category. I might have some more later so stay tuned.
0: All right, we're going to move on. to Tennessee with those Titans are three-point home favorites hosting the Circus Midget coach Bro and what's <laughs> left of the Cardinals. Circus Midget uh, branding trademark
1: right here on FGH. Nobody else can have it. Um, yeah, so this is one of my favorite games of the week to watch. Uh, not necessarily on the betting side, but certainly to watch. Um, just a ton of returning starters here for Tennessee and a lot of holes filled for them through the draft of agency as we went over the last month on the preseason pods. Um, you know, playing at home with a crowd – for, for Tennessee, That's something that Arizona hasn't faced in a very long time. Now, they do have some some continuity there with coach and quarterback, so that will help that, but it's still, and this is something that should be factored in with all these teams. Like This is going to be a factor here in week one. We saw it in college. We're going to see it in the NFL. These places are going to be rocking for the first time in a long time, so it has to be factored at least a little bit. Uh, I think in this game, it, you know, you have, to me, and you know what, I've heard a lot of offseason season love for arizona bo Stivas. i mean just sometimes i feel like i'm taking crazy pills on our take with arizona because we don't really like them very much but they are getting for whatever reason a lot of love from certain people around the uh, the industry so you know to me in this game i think the offensive and defensive lines are just going to lean and wear down arizona and the circus midget is going to have to do his best you know like circus dance uh, to, to to save the day and this remember this is going to be on the grass surface of tennessee so it's not that fast track dome turf um, with all those weapons that he has you know arizona is one of the to me one of the most overrated teams tennessee to me is one of the most underrated teams so i can only lean to tennessee kevin those three points and i will say this real quick before i throw it to you you know tennessee if they were smart and they were schematically smart. They would, they would open this up and spread it out and use those weapons to attack a weak Arizona secondary. Um, the only that's what worries me about this game is because they they like to fall into their tendencies, and their tendency is just fucking pound that rock with Henry, which is not a bad idea. I'm not saying it's a, it's the wrong thing to do, but particularly in this game, I don't know that pounding the rock thirty times with henry is the best way to attack this defense it's probably what they'll do and that's what scares me off on on picking them to cover that three if they would if they would open it up and spread it out and just attack this weakness then then i would you know i'd I'd probably have no problem laying the three i'm gonna pass this i'm curious to hear what the numbers say I, i bet you that the line is probably right where it should be though what do you got
0: Man, you're good. The uh, delta on this game is exactly zero (laughs) points. So, uh, yeah, the computers are in consensus with Vegas on this. Three points. Uh, I think it's just one of those classic Vegas fill-out games. They're going to put it at three. They're going to see how much action they get on both sides. It has not moved in forever. I don't even remember the last time this game moved. I think it opened two and a half. It's been at three. Pretty much the whole time. They're they're good with it. They're probably not getting a whole lot of action on this either way. They're going to be fine with the three unless some heavy money comes in at one book or the other. You might see it shift here and there. I don't have any interest interest in betting this game. Like you said, I think Tennessee is the better team. Um, again, we're higher on them than the market is. We're lower on Arizona than the market is, so... You know, we yeah. we we will see whether we're right or whether the numbers are right, or whether Vegas is right. We'll see if it ends up three or there or thereabouts. I don't know. I, I I don't have a feeling for this game either way. Um, I mean, I think Tennessee wins, but we'll see. Fun one we'll to see. watch. It, it's gonna be those, a fun
1: one to watch, though. Yeah,
0: it's a good it's a good early season coin flip to watch for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, moving on. We're gonna go to Washington with the football people. Our one-point home dogs, those L.A. <laughs> Chargers. Oh, God. Sounds so stupid. Football people. Okay. So,
1: <laughs> those skins of red, as I like to call them, um, interesting game for me here, Bocephus, because nobody, and I mean, no I've heard nobody be a champion for those L.A. Chargers this offseason more than Longhorn right here myself. So it does pain me to say that I actually have a lean to those skins of red right here. You got a cross country trip for those L.A. Chargers. You got a noon kickoff, and you have a packed, rocking, as much as they can rock, Washington crowd. Um, it's kind of yeah. dwind- kind of it's kind of dwindled over the decades. You know, Snyder has uh, done his his uh, very best to drive out all. The true blue Redskin fans. So, you know, but this is week one. It will be packed. It will be rocking. And there's a lot of excitement for this, for this uh Skins of Red team. So that is going to be a huge factor. It's the first true road game as a pro in the NFL for Herbert because, you know, last year crowds were weak. They there were no there were no silent audibles. There were no silent counts. Like this is going to be the true first road test for him now i do think he's great i think i do think he'll be fine but that is a factor that's part of the growing process um the defensive line my god the defensive line for washington that is going to give this quarterback fits and you combine that with the fact that the chargers have four new starters on that offensive line and i think they're all going to be good but that doesn't matter this is week one they are going to be at their weakest point Right here as far as continuity goes. And they're gonna be they're gonna have to do silent counts. They're not gonna be used to it. So this is a recipe for disaster for me right here for the Chargers. I do eventually think that the Chargers are going to be a way better, well, not way better, but a better team than the Skins of Red. But right here in week one, Bo Sivist, what'd you say that line's at? Consensus is at minus one for Chargers. That means Washington is plus one. That makes them the underdog. So hit that sounder. Let's get those skins of red as a dog straight up winner. I love this game. I can't wait to watch
0: it. What do the computers say? Yeah, the numbers love Washington. Um, yes. LA is getting a lot of love, man. A lot of love. Like you said. Yeah, they are. Um, I'm just not sure it's all warranted. And although, you know, the crowd there in Washington is not what it used to be for sure. The reason why it usually isn't very good is because, you know, the visiting team will travel heavy. Right. Or, you know, all the Cowboys fans in the region will show up. Giants fans like all those teams travel so heavy. They're generally outnumbered at this point. Even at home, there's generally not not really much of a home advantage. Yeah, nobody, nobody. Is coming across the country to see the Chargers play this game. They don't have people to show up to his own home stadium to watch them play football games, much less come all the way across the country. And there are no Chargers on the east coast. No Chargers fans on the east coast. I can promise you that. So this will be one of the very few true home games for the Washington football people. Even as bad as they've stunk <laughs> and as bad as they've mismanaged their entire situation, including their shitty stadium and the surrounding deals with the. Uh, Cities around that nobody wants to give them a new stadium. All that's going out the window because at this game, they will be excited. They will be there. There will be no Chargers fans to speak of. So, huge uh, road advantage there. Like I said, noon, kickoff, west to east, all the things lining up. And I'm even seeing this game move. They're actually, uh, let's see, Washington is actually a one-point favorite now at DraftKings. So this game is moving. He- oh, and it's circa. So this game is starting to move. The money is starting to come in. Sharps starting to lay it down, just like we're telling you to right now. Watch the football. People <sighs> might just be favored by kickoff. So if you want to get on them, get on them now, baby. Get on them no, now.
1: We're, I don't care. I'm I'm keeping the sounder, baby. You're not stealing. Don't steal
0: my sounder, thunder, baby. No, it's it's still they're still one point consensus dogs, but it, it is starting to move. Starting, but yeah, it's back at the Westgate where we're playing the super contest. They're a pick right now. So when those lines Ooh. come to us tonight, which they should be in our inbox right now, they're probably going to be a pick in the super contest. And guess who will be picking, baby? <laughs> <laughs> I got a good idea. Yeah, all right, moving on to hot with those Falcons, those dirty birds are right now consensus three point favorites over those goddamn. Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Yeah, what what's dirtier here? The the birds of Atlanta or the birds of Philly? I don't know. What, what would you say oh, about Oh, Philly one hundred percent. Philly one hundred percent. Fuck those birds. <laughs> I mean their fans eat horse shit off concrete, so of course it's <laughs> 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 you think you people don't forget, Philly, okay? People don't forget. That'll never go away. Okay, so I've gone back and forth on this game constantly which tells me there's too much uncertainty on both sides and i'm gonna have to do a hard pass um i'm gonna defer to the computers on this one eventually just let me throw a couple things out you know essentially a brand new quarterback for philly tons of new like either rookie or first year players for philly Um, and then on atlanta you also have plenty new first year players on on that team as well. Now you do have a, you do have a veteran quarterback and that's a big plus for them in this game. Um, but I just really, when I, when I looked at this game, I looked at the rosters and the matchups. I really hated both sides of the defense on these teams. Um, I, I don't trust either one of the defenses to get any stops. Um, so I'm going to lean to the over, uh, you know, in a dome, shitty defenses on a game that could get, that could get a little crazy. So, I don't have a lean to the side because I can't quite make up my mind. I do like the fact that Atlanta has the veteran quarterback, but their roster is just not good enough for me to pull that trigger. So I'm going to lean to the over, defer to the computers, and what do they say?
0: Well, uh, the market likes your lean to the over. It opened at 47.5. I see it as high as 49 right now on DraftKings. So it is moving your way for sure on that one. You can still get it at forty-eight. Bet MGM, Caesars, Circa, uh, and yeah, that's it. So right now it's consensus 48. You still get it a few places at 48. So you lost about a half point value there, but you can still get it at 48. Not a bad number in my estimation on this game. Uh, The computers, this is yet another zero point delta uh, from our preseason power ranking. So (laughs) obviously... We're locked into what Vegas is thinking. So that's always a good sign coming out of week one. Uh, I really, 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 really wanted the computers to pick Atlanta here. I really wanted to lay the three and say they're going to win by 10 or 15. But it's Matt Ryan. It's the Falcons. And they just don't do shit like that. They play down to the competition. They play up to the competition. This is probably going to be a close game, way closer than it should be. You know, your overlean's probably right, they're probably both gonna score points, and uh, I, I I can't pick a side here. I wanted feuders to make up our mind and pick the Falcons, but they're just not gonna do it for us. Right. Alright, moving on. Indianapolis is hosting Seattle. And this game, although Carson Wentz has been announced in, is still setting in a consensus three point Uh, favorite for seattle in indy although it is two and a half and a couple of different books right now hmm
1: yeah i i I did this write up at two and a half um three would kind of start to make me push a lean to indy on that um but i i'll just stick to my write-up i don't like this game at all um i believe the opening line in the in the late summer, was Indy minus two, maybe even minus two and a half, and it's moved all the way now into to Seattle minus three. So that is a huge line move. If you did like, if you did, you know, like Seattle at all, well, you've missed all the 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 value there. Um, so and you know, I guess if you like Indy, then at plus three, you're starting to get value there. But, but the bottom line is, you know, I talked about uncertainty before. Huge uncertainty here with the quarterback for Indy. I can't trust that dude at all. Not only is a new team, but but he looked like shit the last time we saw him. So I need to see it from him. I need to get some uh get some games under that belt and see what he's going to look like in this offense. The left tackle situation for Indy is is a mess. Um you've got the TY situation at the at the wide receiver and their wide receiver positions are um you know they leave a they leave a little to be desired, let's just put it that way. Um now Seattle should score. they, they, they really should score and have no no trouble scoring in the mid to upper twenties in this game. Do I trust their defense to hold down Indy to 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 a point where they can cover? No, I don't. And, and a lot of that has to do like like if, if Wentz is the Wentz of last year, yeah, they'll cover easily. If he's you know, different this year with a new team and his old coach Probably not. So, yeah, just way too much
0: uncertainty. I got a hard pass on this game. What do you got? Yeah, I think it's a great lesson. and Like you said, you were going to say it many times and we'll just repeat it. Like, this is week one. So, yeah. there's no reason to bet on things that you don't know. You might think, right, you might think, oh, Carson Wentz sucks. I mean, I've been telling you, I don't know how many podcasts I mentioned, he was the, what, the worst or second worst quarterback you know, in every advanced analytics last year that there possibly was. Like, he was just awful. So, if you've been listening to me say that, you're probably already pounded Seattle. if you had, like my buddy said, hopefully you got the better part of the number, or at least minus two and a half uh, before it's moved to three everywhere. But, you know, if you look at where all the advanced analytics lands Indy at in our prior rankings, the lean definitely for computers is to Indy here. But, that's with you know, a certain level of Carson Wentz factored in. If we're wrong about that, if the numbers are wrong about that and he's not going to be that player, or even close to that. It's not like we're, it's not like the numbers are saying he's the, you know, MVP year. Like we almost, he almost won. They're not saying that, but they're not saying he's the worst quarterback in the NFL either. So you gotta, you gotta think about the spectrum of where the data is landing at. And if you're betting on the low, low side, then Seattle's obviously the choice. If you're betting on the higher side, then it should be a no-brainer Indy taking three points at home because they're the better football team. Because they are the better football team. There's no doubt about that. I think the only doubt is, what are you getting at quarterback? So you got to make up your mind on that. But again, you don't have to. You don't have to bet it. Uh, I doubt that we're going to bet it. But if, if you're just if you're just you gotta bet this game, that's that is the one question you gotta answer yourself in this game is what part of the spectrum is Carson Wentz gonna land? Because if he's just an average quarterback, then Indy wins the football game. Period. Yeah. If and he just is, like if he's Go ahead. Doesn't say if he's if he's the worst quarterback in the NFL, they lose the football game. So you know, it, it, it kind of comes in that Sam Darnold top territory, like, what is the dude really gonna be? Can he be just average? If he can be just average, then you know, Carolina wins that football game pretty easily. If if Carson Wentz can be average, Indy's gonna win this football game pretty easily. But it, it's a and big on.
1: And I was just gonna say, just like Bo Cephas farting on a plane, you don't have to bet every game. You just don't have to.
0: <laughs> no one's forcing you. <laughs> But somehow, sometimes you just do feel the urge. That's all I'm gonna say. And if you feel the urge, you know, you, you got to know the answer to that question. All right. Yeah, be smart. Don't if you're sitting next to a good-looking girl, don't do it for sure. I mean, that's all <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're gonna move on to Cincinnati, where those Bengals are three-point home dogs to the fighting cousins of Minnesota.
1: Yeah, and this right here, Bocephus, is a fucking disgusting ass game. You know, we don't do Hello Corner TV games in Week One of the NFL because I mean, this is Week One. You know, let's not stick any game in the corner and, and make it feel you know undesirable at all. Like you know, they should all have some value. It it almost got the Hello Corner TV treatment though because this one as gross as it gets you know i've been high on minnesota all preseason obviously um but i, I gotta be honest i'm worried I, I the way they've looked in preseason and i know it's preseason but but is a team that historically in the preseason beats up people like the coaches historically like to put up good efforts in preseason and they historically do well well this preseason they look like shit uh it, it's not been good you know derisaw their first round pick they're saying he might practice on Today on recording day Wednesday, which I guess gives him a chance to play, but he there's no way. And even if he does play after a few days of practice, he's not going to be good, um, you know. So just I, I don't like it. it. Nothing feels right on the Minnesota side. Now on the flip side, I can't trust Burrow in Week One coming off that injury. You know he's looked like shit when he's been playing. He's got you know he's he's got kind of a little bit of that uh, Casper syndrome where he's he's seeing. You know, he's seeing ghosts and here in week one, these are going to be the bullets flying for the first time since he actually hurt his, his knee last year, you know, practice and and, and preseason is one thing and he hasn't looked good. This is a real game. So I can't, I can't trust him either. It's a complete stay away game for me. You know, I looked up the weather earlier because at, at first glance, this feels like one of those 19 to 13 type type games in Cincinnati. Um, But I will say that the weather on this game is going to be in the mid-80s at kickoff and sunny. So I don't know if I could lean to the under like I normally would if they had met later in the year and we got one of those disgusting Cincinnati weather games. Um, So pretty much all my leans are off here, Bo Sivas. I have literally nothing. I'm hoping the computers can
0: help me out. What do you got? Yes, I was hoping that the computers would go to the Minnesota side because... Uh, you know, it's Cousins, it's at noon. So we know, historically, he's really, really good. And, you know, Zimmer, historically in the uh, regular season, is really, really good against the spread. I honestly thought this was going to be one of our smash spots. Uh, no doubt locks of the Super Contest Week 1. Man, <laughs> the numbers are split on it, and it sounds like you're split on it, and it's yep. just, it's worrying me that You know, you and them are not coming together, so I don't really have much on it other other than the cousins factor. It's here was my initial thought. It's cousins at noon against a shitty football team. Yeah, that's usually where he thrives. Like he usually just beats the shit out of this team. It's true. And everybody says, "Oh, look at Minnesota," and they move on. Like this is this is his game. This is the cousins game. So I just wish I would have saw That's what, I
1: just they did not look good in the preseason at all. I don't I don't feel good no, about anything
0: they got going. They didn't uh, but if I had to lean any if I had to lean on this I would definitely lay the three points. That was my initial lean on it. Like I said, the numbers are split which makes it a 50-50 shot, which means I got a 50-50 shot at it. So if I had to put money on it, I'd feel good that I got a coin flip and I got, you know, Cousins at noon against a shitty football team which is normally what he does. He beats shitty football teams. There you go. All right, moving on to Detroit. And my buddies Detroit Lions. <laughs> Somehow are seven and a half point dogs to San yeah. Francisco at home. Yeah,
1: so, mm, tough one here for me, buddy. Tough one here for me. Um, uh, look, I'm on probably the square side here. Um 'Cause I, I actually I actually like San Fran laying those seven and a five seven and a half points here in this game. Um and and just, just hear me out and then and then you can tell me what, what you got over there. But uh, to me, this game, if San Fran is what you and I both think they are, and if Detroit is what you and I both think they are, and this game was in week ten or week twelve or week fourteen instead of week one. I have no doubt, you know, thinking that this game would be ten and a half, San Fran minus ten and a half or higher. So, um, so to me, if we're right on what these two teams are, then we're getting extreme value on San Francisco. Now, I say that knowing full well that that's square as fuck and that seven and a half laying um, to a home team is is historically not smart. Um, But sometimes the public wins. So let's just put it that way. Sometimes the public is right. So that's going to be my lean. You know, new coach for Detroit, new quarterback, new system. Goff is going into a place where he has zero weapons to throw to. Detroit gave up 32.4 points per game last year, and I don't see much immediate improvement here at all. Now, like I said in the preseason, I do think they're building the right parts. You know, but they're all first and second year players that either haven't done shit or haven't been good yet. Like like Akuda, cornerback. He was one of the worst rated cornerbacks in in pro football last year. So he was the third overall pick, I believe. I think it was third uh, in twenty twenty for Detroit. So he has huge upside, but he hasn't shown it yet. So you know, I'm going to lean to San Fran. I might be on the square side here. I'm gonna lay the seven and a half. That's my pick. Um, what do the computer say, Bocephus?
0: Yeah, well, sometimes, like you said, the square side is right. I mean, the computers are not going to be with you on this one. Um, just because seven and a half at home, that's a lot. Right. Especially, you know, without any kind of variance of data like we're going into the season. Uh, as the as the season goes on, the data variance does grow. Um, and I'm leaning with you. The only thing that scares me is like I said, the week one factor. Bad team at home, coming out, everything to play for, obviously. You know, they're gonna keep it as close as they can. The over is only forty five, so Ah, man, I, I just I don't know yeah. that Detroit can score the ball enough to stay within seven and a half points of San Francisco is my only thing. And number two, you say that, you know, Detroit has a new quarterback, but this quarterback's not new to San Francisco. They know this dude inside and out. They know his tendencies. They know what he does well. It doesn't matter if he's in a new offense. It doesn't matter if he's in a new system. They know what he can do to hurt them. So if Detroit doesn't run those type of plays, or doesn't do those type of things, they're really not going to be worried about him at all. So I think the familiarity is one thing that's getting overlooked here with San Francisco's coaching staff with this quarterback and the fact, like you said, he's downgraded coaches. He's downgraded weapons. Uh, they're all they're number one pick two years ago doesn't look worth the shit. The number one pick from this last year doesn't look worth the shit. He looks like a fucking turnstile already at left tackle. And now it's preseason. <laughs> we'll give this kid some time to grow, right? Uh, fucking but Detroit, San Francisco's man. got yeah. San Francisco's got a great defensive line, and they're going to be putting pressure on this you know, on golf. You know, instantly. And again, it's not it's not just that they know what throws he can make, can't make. They know how to rush him. They know what rushes get him off his spot the fastest. They know what rushes disturb him the most. They know which way he likes to move, which way he doesn't like to move. They know this dude. So the familiarity yeah, right here, even point. though in a new spot, I I can't do anything. I can't do anything but lay the seven and a half to San Francisco. And Yeah, that scares the shit out of me, laying seven and a half on the road week one. I'm no no because as a as a handicapper, you don't fucking do it. You don't do it. You just don't do it. But right. if I had to, I'd do it. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, moving on. Kansas City. They are hosting your mm. Cleveland Browns, and they are <laughs> six-point home favorites. How many teams does Longhorn have? That's 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 gonna,
1: we'll find we'll find out by the end of the year. It probably gonna well, be. This was like actually teams. this was actually a pretty good team. All
0: right, this is actually a pretty good tape.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've been pimping, you know, I've been pimping roster building for a long time for Cleveland. It's finally starting to pay off, um, which takes me right to the right up here. <laughs> I am gonna have to respectfully remove myself from this one because there is a possible bias for me on this one um you know obviously when this line came out i initially leaned to cleveland and those points but you know after after looking at it digging into data look man andy Reid coming off an entire offseason to scheme up new plays against a cleveland defense that has possibly nine new starters this is the worst possible time for cleveland to catch kansas city here now the good news is they will probably get another shot at Kansas city in January in the playoffs. And I might go a different direction then, but as of right now, this week, this game and those points, I am going to be inclined to lay them against my heart. My, 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 Ooh-hoo. my heart and my soul in Cleveland. We spent the draft there last year, both of I, I love the people. I, as shitty as that, town kind of is there's a little bit of a you know there's a little bit of just a romantic feel of shittiness that they have in that shitty little town and
0: uh you know i got a little soft spot for cleveland but yeah this could get ugly it could get ugly yeah well i don't remember you having a soft spot for that uh romantically uh shitty girl there that night but whatever um there was
1: (laughs) She had a lot of soft spots because they like to eat in Cleveland. That's just, that's
0: just, <laughs> just, let's put it there. Like, she was full of soft spots. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so this, this is one of the games like that I was puzzled by the most because I don't understand the upgrade-downgrade situation that's going on here. Like Last year in the playoffs, Cleveland was a seven-and-a-half-point dog in Kansas City, now it's six. So where did that point-and-a-half go? Like, did Cleveland get better on defense? Because last year they sucked ass. Like you said, they got nine new starters. You can't call that better. That's not an upgrade. That's just new fucking people. Uh, Did Baker grow three inches and we didn't hear about it? Was he, you know, maybe in a fucking Cheesecake Factory parking lot? I don't know. But, I mean, I do understand the KC offensive line situation. And Longhorn, I lean on you for all the, you know, roster stuff. And you and all the rest of the guys that, you know, I listened to about, you know, talent. Yeah, they got new offensive linemen, but they're pretty much replaced, you know, at the same level, if not better in some spots than some of the guys they lost. Now, maybe it comes a little bit for them to come together and maybe that's for the point and a half drop. But that's a lot of points. You know, it's pretty extreme if you're going to if that's if that if that's your point, right? And my hang-up also on that is, like you said, Kansas City, given time, so nobody plays September ATS like Coach Andy Reid. And, you know, last year we kept saying about midway through the year that Kansas City was a losing team ATS. And we kept telling you, like, no team in the last 20 years has won the Super Bowl with a losing ATS record. And they finished Longhorn nine at 9-19 uh Sorry, 9 and uh, 10 uh, ATS. So 9 and 10 out of 19 games. So very, very, very bad, right, at the end of the day. But they, three of those nine they covered were in September. And Andy Reid, in fact, since 2018, is 10 and 2 ATS for the first month of the season. Mm. So just like he's fantastic coming off the bye, he's fantastic to start the season. So, swallowing less than a touchdown here at home seems pretty tasty to me, especially seeing how square of a dog Cleveland is becoming in the public. And, you know, especially considering how discounted it seems that we're getting Patrick Mahomes right now, which you never get. You never get Patrick Mahomes on a discount. So, just for the value alone, there's no other way for me to lean but to Kansas City, minus the six points. And not saying Cleveland's not a good team, because Cleveland is a good team. I picked them to win the division. I picked them obviously go to the playoffs. I think they're a really good football team. But in this spot right here, if this was week 10, week 14, playoffs, like you said, different story. But for this spot right here, this six points, man, I, I can't lay it down fast enough. Yeah, gotcha. All right, moving on. Those New England Patriots—they are now consensus three-point home favorites over those Miami Dolphins.
1: Yeah, this is a um, man (laughs) conflicting game for me. But you know, there's obviously the trend going around. Belichick is 65% winner ATS on his games versus first or second-year quarterbacks. 65 and 35 over that stretch. Um, Now, here's the deal: none of those games uh were played with him having a rookie quarterback himself so I'm not sure how much stock I want to put into that trend but it's it's definitely not nothing um so the bottom line here is there's too much uncertainty on this one for me obviously you have the the Tua situation on the Miami side I it's no secret we're not big fans of him I've not liked him since day one you know so so I immediately am out on that dude and what he's got going in Miami. I don't even think Miami likes him to be honest with you. I don't. I don't think the coaches like him. So, so that's that's an immediate red flag there with me. Now, obviously, we haven't seen you know McCookie Monster Jones either. So, lots of uncertainty. I don't know what that what's going to happen with him in that offense. So, and and not also Jones is going up against a hell of a defense here in Miami. So, ugh, that's a rough start for there for that rookie quarterback on week one, even though he is at home. It's a hard pass for me. I need to, I just need to see how both of these, you know, quarterbacks kind of play within these systems. Uh, you, you got some new weapons for Tua, so we see, we'll see how that works out. But I don't like it at all. On a forced lean, I would, uh, I would reluctantly take Belichick and that trend. Out of respect, but honestly, that's starting to lose a lot of steam with me. So I wouldn't feel good about it.
0: Yeah, it's a pass for me, too. Uh, it's going to be an ugly game, or at least it expects it to be 43.5 is the over-under. I believe yeah. that's the lowest total in the entire board. Uh, if there was going to be a Hello Corner TV game, it wasn't involving two teams that we really liked, this would probably it for me, <laughs> but right. I do want to see my Cookie Monster Jones and see how he performs. Um, the computers love Miami. Uh, the computers hate New England, and They're being overrated as they were to start last year with their nine and a half season win total. I think it's nine this year. I I mean, I just don't see it. I really don't. They have no, their talent devoid on offense is something of a biblical level. (laughs) I, I really, and, and, you know, we know, and it's no secret on this podcast. We love coach Flores in Miami. He knows the system. He's built a great defense it's going to be really tough for New England to score points, but it's also no secret that we do hate Tua. So man, if, if I trusted that kid just with an ounce of my being, I would be slamming the table, take yeah. Miami here, but I, I just don't. So it's going to be a pass for me, but yeah, the computers do love Miami. The computers hate New England. Mm. And this is going to be one of those good weeks where we start to get some data poured in and see who's right and who's wrong, but I'll pass. I'll, mildly glance at this game i guess <laughs> yeah. as the, as the sunday evening rolls on we'll right. see but yeah well i'll pass on that one yeah. all right moving on those new york football giants and they are hosting the denver broncos and they're three point home dogs
1: three point home dogs bo sevis i tell you right now you're at that number Ooh, that's that's enticing. That is enticing and matter you might have to talk me out. I got my hand over the sounder button. I'm not gonna hit it. It's over it. I'll let you make the final call on this one, but I'm I like New York here. Um, you know, I'm a fan of Denver. I, I actually, you know, think they're gonna be a really good team this year. Um and I like what they're doing. Obviously their roster is rock solid. So it's not gonna be it's not gonna be it's this is gonna be an ugly game. This is going to be a low-scoring, ugly game, and those three points are going to be extremely valuable. Three points for the home team, even more valuable. Uh, Barkley's supposed to be back. Jones has a lot to to prove. You got the element of his legs here, which might come in handy against that um, Denver defense. So, uh, you know, tough game. I bet you the numbers are are or the computers are split on it, or it's or it's a dead even delta or whatever. But I'm inclined to take New York. I'm a, I'm a lean to New York on those points. And if I've had any good feeling about that offensive line for, for the new offensive line for New York Giants, the three new starters that they have, man, I would be all over this. But because I haven't actually seen them all play or or play well in a, in a football game, I can't quite go that far. But I do have a lean to New York. What do you got?
0: Don't let me talk you out of a good time, baby, because computers love New York, and I love New York. Uh, Ooh. I I don't see that any way that Denver is a three-point favorite in New York. If we're given two uh, two points for home field this year, which seems to be what's going on in Vegas right now, that would mean there are – that would be seven-point home favorites versus the Giants. I don't know that Denver's a seven-point favorite – Against fucking air. Like, I just don't. With <laughs> Teddy t- Teddy Two Gloves their quarterback, that's just too many points to give up. You're you're giving it three points on the road for a guy that historically, like, I, I misspoke earlier saying that the other game was the, the lowest total in New England. No, this one at 41.5. 41.5. So, yeah. You give me that. You give me the Giants. You give me the Giants. I mean, their defense... Denver does have the better defense, but again, they're at home. It is week one. Is Denver a better team than the Giants? Yes, obviously they are. Our power rankings say they are, but it still says that this game is off, and it should be the Giants as the pick in this game, so I would have to go G-Men here. Love it. Love it. All right, moving on. Those LA Rams are hosting those Chicago Bears, and they're seven-and-a-half-point home favorites yeah
1: not a lot here feel like the line is dead even uh, so no no true value to me uh, on either side with the line um you got uncertainty on both quarterbacks with new teams Stafford with la and dalton with chicago um if i was on a force lean i would take those seven did you say seven and a half both Seven and a half. Seven and a half. yeah if i'm on a force lean i would take that seven and a half um this is, though, one of my favorite teaser plays of the week. Teaser play game. Um, I, I, I love taking L.A. Rams from 7.5 down to 1.5 on a six-point teaser. Pair that up with something else. And stay tuned. That might be one of our free plays. You never know.
0: Yeah, it just might be. Uh, I don't have a feeling this game either. The numbers are split on this one. Uh, 7.5 is a lot to cover versus any team, especially a team with a decent defense in Chicago. I know Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton, but, you know, Andy Dalton's also serviceable enough to make some plays. Can he hang within seven and a half? Can he backdoor that seven and a half? You know, we'll see. I I, I can't, there's no way I could lay that to a team that, you know, say what you want to about uh, their coaching staff and everything else. They hang in football games. They've made the playoffs the last two out of three years. They're not a bad football team. Uh, They're not a great football team, but... I think the Rams win. I love your teaser. Go down to one and a half. We'll see if they cover or not. Yeah. All right. Moving on. New Orleans. They are hosting Green Bay in Jacksonville, I think. And yep, that's
1: right. That
0: line is now consensus. Green Bay four point kind of road favorite, kind of mm-hmm. neutral site favorite, more of a neutral site favorite, I'd say.
1: I guess so. I mean, like, i don't i don't i might need to remove myself from this game too because we all have heard over the last month i'm a huge aaron Rodgers hater i just hate that dude with a passion i would never hang out with that guy not that he would hang out with me but i don't give a shit i wouldn't hang out with him either so 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 screw you too aaron
0: uh so like i just hey aaron just called uh earlier and he's wanting to see if we want to hang out tomorrow though uh
1: is he bringing his hot hollywood chick friends Yes, of course. course. Yeah, I'll see you there, Aaron. We're we're best friends now. I changed changed my mind. I love Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) No, so like, look in this game, the offensive line and defensive line should be. I mean, I don't want to say dominated, but they should control the line of scrimmage. New Orleans should absolutely control both lines of scrimmage. Um, Have you seen? The starting offensive line for Green Bay, like it looks disgusting. And that's a hell of a defensive line for New Orleans that they're going to be going up against here in week one. I can only lean to New Orleans here. Uh, Man, I like this game a lot. I might be biased, so I'll I'll let the computers see what they got, especially at this neutral field. You know, it's, it's it's a tricky situation. You got the grass situation versus the dome fast turf for New Orleans so that's being taken away from them historically they don't play as well on the on the grass as they do the turf so uh, what, what do the computers say I'm curious
0: yeah it's split on this one because of the neutral field um, can not take any, any kind of home I mean obviously New Orleans home team in name only obviously there's no real home advantage for either one of these teams playing the fucking swamp in Jacksonville so it is split because of that I'm with you, though. If I had to lean anyway, I would lean to New Orleans. The only thing that scares me off of that number is, you know, famous Jameis. And it's just one of those unknown situations. Like, how well is he going to play? I know in his one extended action, he looked really good. He looked good against a bunch of backups. Mm -hmm. We'll see how he looks, you know, against the secondary in Green Bay that's actually pretty good. And can he go toe-to-toe for Rodgers? And match points, we'll see. Um, I will say that you know we were spot on when we told everybody that that or no, original New Orleans minus three was without Aaron Rodgers playing, uh, because it immediately, as soon as he got announced, went to Green Bay minus three. So obviously the extra point is going to towards the neutral field. Um, so. I think think that the numbers, our power ranges are pretty spot on. Like I said, all the algorithms are conflicting overall. I think we got it pretty much pegged where it's at. I don't think there's any value to it. If I had to lean, of course, I would take the pseudo home dog. But I just don't think there's any value to this game either way. Yeah, there you go. All right. Moving on to the Monday night football. Only one only one Monday night football game this year. A little departure from what we've been used to. But it's going to mm-hmm. be our Las Vegas Raiders in the home opener of the Death Star hosting. Those Baltimore Bully Ravens. And they're four and a half point home dogs. Four and a
1: half now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Real quick here. I... Baltimore are bullies. They love to beat people up in the regular season. At four and a half, yuck! That's disgusting. I don't want to lay that number necessarily, especially on a home Monday night opener. Basically, a stadium open. Actually, not basically. It is a stadium opener. They had zero fans last year, if I if I remember correctly. So this is a home opener Monday night. I want no part of going of going against Vegas. In theory, it should be. Baltimore all the way if you're just talking straight team versus team a lot of other factors there so I this is a wait and see I'm going to pass on this game four and a half is a key number you know like it's it's I, I'm going to watch this game kind of see what happens but the tremendous tremendous advantage on both sides of the ball here is to the Baltimore Ravens but we'll see what happens
0: yeah I'm with you. It's kind of a dead number to me um I like Vegas in the game to cover, but it's nothing I'm lining up to bet on. I think that the home stadium advantage obviously does yield some weight, especially early on. But the way Baltimore plays football, that doesn't, like, it's almost like having Georgia Tech come to your stadium. Like, you're not going to rattle, you know, uh, the way Georgia Tech used to play football. You're not going to rattle a team that runs, <laughs> you know, the fucking options. Like they're right. gonna execute, they're gonna do their thing, and they're gonna play defense. That's what they do. Like it's not like they're having to, you know, have all these intricate pass plays and all this communication, and even if the fucking helmets go out and everything goes fucking wrong, it's a very simple based offense. So you're not gonna rattle those dudes, they're ready to roll. I uh, I don't think that Lamar even having COVID twice is gonna have any kind of effect <laughs> on him. Uh we'll Close see. Doesn't seem I mean but he didn't play all preseason either, so we'll see, you know, kind of what his conditioning is like because again, he does run the football a lot, so most quarterbacks you don't worry about their conditioning mm-hmm. coming into you know regular season. But with him, you kinda do because again, that's what he does, and you can say, right or wrong, that makes him a quarterback, doesn't make him a quarterback. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, that's how he plays the game and that's how their offense runs. So you know that going in So if you already know what the variables are and you know he's got to be in condition to run the way he's supposed to run to make the offense go, they're not going to change it. Is he going to be in condition to do that? I don't know. That's another thing that has me leaning to Las Vegas too as far as covering this spread. Maybe Gruden could pull one over his ass and actually win a game here. I don't know. I'm actually leaning towards Las Vegas to win the game. But again, it's nothing that Mm. I would bet on per se. I might put a, I might put my own little side bet on it come Monday after we have a great weekend and I'm feeling a little fat and happy in my wallet. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But as for right now, I can't in good confidence put that out to the people. But I will say that I am definitely leaning to Las Vegas. Maybe even maybe even on the money line. We'll see.
1: Oh, I I wonder what that money line is for uh, Lamar Jackson to shit his pants again on Monday night. Like that's he likes to do that. <laughs> he's he's
0: He's good at that, <laughs> man. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, that was all the winds coming to the air tonight, baby. <laughs> all
2: right,
0: boys and girls, it's time you've all been waiting for. It's time for those free free. Picks of the week, baby. Longhorn, go ahead with your NFL free pick of the week.
1: Yeah, I teased it earlier in the podcast. funny because it is a teaser. I'm going to take a two-team teaser. I'm going to tease Washington up from plus one-and-a-half to plus seven-and-a-half. And of us correct me if these numbers are a little bit off so I can get the right number out to the people. Um, Washington up to seven and a half plus seven and a half. And I'm going to take the LA Rams on my second leg of the teaser. I'm going to tease them down from minus seven and a half to minus one and a half. So it's a two team teaser, Washington plus seven and a half Rams minus one and a half.
0: So Washington, the best I can see you get them to is seven at the moment. That's fine. That'll, that'll work too. All right. Now time for the college pre-peak the week this week we're taking longhorns texas longhorns (laughs) minus six and a half at arkansas Uh, i don't understand this line at all texas should be favored by 14 on the road here first of all texas did nothing but upgrade themselves last week after eventually handily beating a really good -la La team and longhorn La probably won't lose another game all season. So don't think that that was like some bullshit team that oh, Texas won. That's a really good football team. And meanwhile, Arkansas scuffled as well, you know, at first with the Rice team. that, not, that They're not even in the top 100 of our power rankings in the country. <laughs> now, like Texas, they did pull away later and cover. So I'm not trying to poo-poo their win. But the manner in which they did cover, they had to get three turnovers to do it. They ran for like 400 yards. That's not going to happen against Texas. Again, we don't use really transitive properties handicap games, but it's more of a style makes fights. Arkansas has to be able to run the ball to sustain offense. And even though Texas wasn't great on defense last year against the run, they were 27th in the country and they started off with another great performance on Saturday holding lot to 2.6 yards per carry. So, and if you couple that with the fact that what, you know, Texas's uh, freshman quarterback looked like, you know, he did have some freshman moments for sure, but He also looked really good. He looks like the best quarterback, an actual competent quarterback for the first time in like four years that they've had there. And I know going to an SEC environment for his first road game is going to be a big challenge for the kid. But I just think Texas' defense overall holding Arkansas down in the running game and their ability to put up points, Arkansas is going to have to be able to throw the ball eventually to try to stay in this game. And when that happens, it's all going to go fucking south because Arkansas sucks dick. At throwing the football. <laughs> I like Texas to win this by two touchdowns, baby. Hook, oh. oh, yeah. All right, Longhorn, that was our free pick. So tell the people all about that fabulous website one more time and where they can get all the money at.
1: Yeah, all right, you glory hole seekers, you sweet, sweet seekers of the glory hole. That's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. Hit us up on all of our social medias. And we have them all, people. Hit every single one. We give out free picks on all of them. Why would you only have one? Use them all. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channels, the Football Glory Hill and the Football 401k with RJ Choppy. And, of course, coming soon. You can find us on the one the only DallasCowboys.com. We are kind of a big deal. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our social media quick hits so people stop being stupid and use them all. But more importantly, sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life and both see this as always in a mostly non-sexual way people stop throwing away your hard earned money on a guessing game let the pros do the heavy lifting so sign up tell a friend and join in on the fun of watching football drinking beer and never pay a bookie again come
0: on god damn it people never pay a bookie again steven Tyler, take us out baby.